Wax 904 presents This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL is brought to you by M Shack, Derek Prince Realtor, and Bar Down Lacrosse. Now here's your host, Ray Carnicelli. Greetings and welcome to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. I am Ray Carnicelli at LAX904 on X, joined by both of my co-hosts today, Jim Applegate. Jim, how you doing? I'm doing great today, Ray. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Christopher Milo, we missed you last week. I know, I was kind of busy, but uh, happy to be back. Happy to be back. It was It was a good show. We managed without you. But it's better to have you here. Are you sure? Because you told me that uh, last week it was the, the show was better without me. No, I didn't say that. I said it was the best show, one of the best shows ever. But I didn't get the official seal of approval from your parents. It was just—it was really based on the people calling into the show and telling us that. Yeah, that's true. Thanks, guys. Consumer survey. Casey, how you doing back there? Pretty good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good. It was a, a busy week of lacrosse and an even busier weekend. We've got a great show. For plan for you today. Uh, last night, I was at Flagler College in St. Augustine where they took on number two, Rollins, and it was a battle. It was a Flagler 6-5 to five lead at halftime, and then I believe it might have been 10-10 at one point, and Rollins scored the final three goals and then had an empty netter, so they actually scored the final four goals, a 14-10 to 10 thriller. 14 to 10, it was way closer than that. It was contested the entire game. Uh, Rollins scored the first three goals early. And were you watching at that point, Jim? Yeah, I was. Did you think it was going to be a runaway? I really did. And Coach Duncan took that timeout and rallied the boys together. And uh, they came out a different team. It, he, I could hear him. I was calling the game, but I could hear him. The bench is right down below. And he said, the only thing that matters is the next goal. That was his message to the team. And they got that first goal. Then they got the second one. Then they tied it up. And... It was, it was an amazing game. We're, we'll talk more about that a, a little later in the show. Some great performances on both both sides, uh, but we've seen Flagler so far battle Florida Southern in overtime, lost it, uh, battle number two in the country, Rollins. Uh, Chris, the, the end of that game, it was pretty wild, wasn't it? Yeah, I, Flagler just battling the whole game, coming back. Just kind of the poise for a third-year program, being able to stand up to the number two team in the country was pretty impressive. Uh, again, just little mistakes here and there, I think, cost them the game, but I'm excited for the future of Flagler uh, lacrosse. To think about how far they've come in just a couple of years, Jim's, Jim, it seems like not that long ago you were coaching against them at the club level uh, when you were at, you were at UNF. Would, could you have imagined that they were com- be competing at this level in year three? No, if you look at the team back then, you, you've, you definitely had your doubts. But, you know, knowing Dunk and the way he grinds and the way he was committed to the program and just followed through for, you know, year after year and said, you know, we're going to get there, we're going to get there. And he just kept the faith. And, uh, and you know, now the, the proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, he's Very a, talented he's just, roster. They are very fun to watch, too. So, once again, we'll, I want to take a little deeper dive on, in that game and call out some of the top performances. Also yesterday, over at Jacksonville University at noon – the JU Dolphins ran away, and this is one where it, the score, final score was Jacksonville 24, St. John 7, but it wasn't that close. I mean, that was a ass-kicking. It and, was. And it wasn't that close. 
Yeah, we uh, we were expecting you know Jacksonville at some point this season where the attack was going to come out and play and explode and um, you know nine nothing after that first period it's uh, it, it was downhill from there. The Jacob Griner, uh, I think he had was it four goals in the first quarter maybe I get mixed up. Um, I, you know what I said yesterday quite a few times was goal by Jacksonville. <laughs> I had twenty four times in the JU game and then fifteen times in the women's JU women's game. I called that one too. Um, I couldn't stay to the end. There was a rain delay, and I had to get down to Flagler. But it was fifteen to one when I left, and I think they they won. They scored over twenty goals. It might have been like twenty one to five or something something like that. But it's a lot of time saying Ju scores in in just a couple of hours. But it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Jacob had four in the uh, in the first quarter. He was just getting to his spot on that left, uh, technically right side of the goal, left handed sniper just. I don't think the goalie for St. John's ever saw the ball. I mean, Jacksonville got up to 12 to nothing at one point before they even scored their first goal. Yeah, so Griner ended up the day with six goals and one assist. He came into the game with one goal. So a lot of big performances there when Coach Galloway is going to join us to open the next segment. And um, we'll, we'll take a deeper dive with him. So I wanted to ask you guys, uh, with all the action, high school, college, JU, local, Jim, what was something that you learned this weekend? Um, you know what? I'm going to take the – I'm going to drop back and go talk about uh, graveside armadillos and my, uh, my two side kicks over here playing a little lacrosse and um, watching them play the, the 35 and older uh, Deep South team at 10 o'clock on a grass field. It used to be the old uh, JU practice field, and uh, my partner here, Mr. Milo, had a great turnover on a ride, um, about five yards above the restraining line, one-on-one with the goalie, and and goes high to high right into the goalie stick. So I think I, I think I learned that um, don't do that. You know, don't. He's a, he's a, he's apparently he's a better coach than he is a player. <laughs> uh, oh, one hundred percent. All right. Perfect. Uh, perfect play. Jump up. Grab the ball out of the air fake high, and then shoot high. Everything that I teach my kids not to do, I did exactly that, and the goalie stuffed me right one-on-one. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. All right, Christopher, what did you learn? Uh, I, I learned that JU has a very good offense, and they need to get going early and often. And I know St. John's wasn't good, but I think this is a good kind of start to their season going forward and putting more uh, more goals in the net. Ray? Uh, I learned that I'm a goalie, and I feel like I can compete at the goalie position playing against anybody. I, I, I'm not kidding. Like I would not be afraid to get in the goal against anybody. But going along with that, I learned that I'm not a midi, and I'm not an attackman, and I should never step on the field outside of the goal against teams where there may be people 20 years younger than me. So it's over 35. I'm 55. I tried to play a little bit of tack and a little bit of midi. Jim, what did you call it when um, I got taken out? <laughs> taken out? Yeah. It was a flop, right? You, a you, complete you, flop. That guy drilled me. <laughs> it was actually just the spinning of the earth uh, caused me to go down pretty hard. And I've got some bruised yeah. ribs this morning. That was like, that's not easy. Right. Like having to run from the offensive end to the defensive end, 
Well, like, I'm not sure why you tried to isolate your man behind the cage. It really was. Uh, I thought I, I was, could get him. The only thing I was, like really, I was about 36 years old. I know. The only thing I was really upset about is that at the far side, and I couldn't grab my camera fast enough. But I drew a flag. Yeah. That was my highlight. I drew well, a penalty flag. It's a typical goalie flop. That's right. So, uh, what surprised you this weekend? Well, you took away my surprise because that was going to be it. That you thought you could play outside the cage. Okay, that <laughs> that works too. Well, I, so I learned gonna, that. I'm going to defer to Chris, and I'll think about one here in a second. No, my my surprise is John Johns Hopkins beat. Virginia because I think uh, two weeks ago when I was on the show uh, talking to Jim I was talking about Virginia looks like they're in midseason form um, kind of surprised there that that one shocked me a little bit yeah I'll go along with you there I had the double one of Penn beating Duke and then Hopkins beating Virginia but I will tell you I'm in this picking group where we pick games and I did I did pick Hopkins I think I got two goals I didn't need them but Hopkins is playing really good and when you get in that top 10 right now, maybe top eight, everybody could beat everybody. And, and Army always has its doubters. And Coach Alberici, my former teammate at Army, three years in a row, he's gone up to the Dome and defeated Syracuse. And Syracuse has had some losses this year, but that's a good team. So I, I like it. Well, good and good and, ones. And kind of the ACC as a whole, right? I think the ACC, everybody lost at least once this week. Duke, uh, Virginia, North Carolina, Syracuse. I mean, it's, it's, it's been a tough week for the ACC. Jim, what did I tell you about the Ivy Leagues last week? That they were good? Well, I, I said they started <laughs> slow. Well, they weren't slow this week with Princeton <laughs> beating Duke and Penn beating North Carolina, Cornell with a win. So there is a Big Ten... ACC matchup today, so we'll see if that ACC slump continues as Notre Dame versus Maryland today at noon. Wow, what a game. Well, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. We'd like to thank our sponsors before we do so. Bar Down Lacrosse, Derek Prince, Realtor, Cantina Louie, the Jacks, Blue Claws Lacrosse Club, and the M Shack. You're listening to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL. It's the blog players put their pads on for. So we want it, we got to bring it. My thoughts and observations on our home team. That's what I share with you every week on my blog. Roland Reach Plumbing brings you Hayes Blog on 1010XL.com. With more than two decades of experience in the Florida lacrosse landscape, Blue Claws offers a local club lacrosse experience anchored in the learning fundamentals of the sport from the best coaches locally and beyond. We focus on skills, drills, technique, and hard work. We attend tournaments in Florida in both the fall and summer. We are currently accepting registrations for all seasons. Visit jacksblueclawslax.com. Buying or selling a home? Call Derek Prince with Remax Specialists. With the limited number of homes on the current Northeast Florida market, you need an agent with the right connections, technology, and strategies to achieve your home buying or selling vision. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed and want someone to take the wheel, or you just need a second opinion, you can count on Realtor Derek Prince with Remax Specialists. Visit Derek's website at DerekPrinceSells904.com. That's D E R E K P R I N C E S E L L S 904.com or give them a call at 904-563-5050. Lax 904 is thrilled to welcome Bar Down Lacrosse as the title sponsor of all of our broadcasts. 
We are players, parents, and fans of the game, inspired by the friends we've met along the way. You've got the moves, we've got the goods. Bardon Lacrosse is family-owned and operated in Jacksonville, Florida. Our goal is to deliver quality products, develop relationships with our customers, and treat every sale with integrity. Locations also in Bonita Springs and Pensacola. Visit bardownlacrosse.com. Add an ace to your Tuesday morning. The third ace in four days. Brunch with a tour. Tour news, tips, and inside info. Brought to you by Clearwater Irrigation and Art of Natural Stone. 8.30 Tuesday morning on 1010XL. Bueller Air Conditioning presents... Are you cool? Today's lucky contestant, a coffee filter repairman from Jacksonville Beach. Meet Dave Carvelas. Great, great to be here, Pat. No time to chit-chat, Dave. Here's your question. Your AC has been acting up. Do you A, ignore it and hope it gets better on its own, 2, take off all your clothes when you watch TV and hope that does the trick, or C, call Bueller Air Conditioning? Ah, oh, jeez. I do like to sit around with no pants on. Five seconds, Dave. I'll say C. Call Bueller. That's right, Dave. A quick call to Bueller will have our expert AC technicians at your door, usually the same day, to make sure that you are cool. Can I still watch the game with no pants on? It's America, Dave. Knock yourself out. Stay cooler with Bueller. Visit BuellerAir.com. Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute is the sports medicine leader in Northeast Florida. We're proud to be the official sports medicine provider for your hometown teams, including the Jaguars, Sharks, Axemen, and the Jumbo Shrimp. We have the most cutting edge resources for sports medicine care, including active armor casting, Alter-G anti-gravity treadmills, and highly trained physicians and athletic trainers. JOI is truly where the pros go, and so should you. I'm with Greg from Cycles of Jacksonville, and I always tell you, hey, what's hot on the street? But what is hot on the water right now? We've got some big news from Honda. They have a boat coming out, and much like they did with their jet, they went out and partnered with an industry leader in Scout Boats. It was making the hole for them, but everything else in the boat was all Honda. So you're talking in the next handful of days and weeks, we will see Honda on the water at your showroom. It'll be on the showroom, and it'll be ready to go. So log on to CyclesofJacksonville.com. They are in the marine business with Honda. Keep track of it right there on Atlantic near Regency. 1010XL is presented by Farrah and Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. After a quick pass, we're back to this week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL. Welcome back to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse, brought to you by Bardown Lacrosse, Derek Prince Realtor, Cantina Louie, the Jacks Blue Claws Lacrosse Club, and the M Shack. Christopher, name the artist and band, uh, the artist and title of the song that just took us back from break. Uh, Jim, I'm doing Rush? an age check. Okay, you got it. Rush? I don't know the name of the song, though. Jim. I don't know the name of the song either. Would You you, you knew Rush, though, yes, right? I did know Rush. Limelight. Do Coach get- John Galloway, how you doing today? You get points for the Thank, thank you. Rush. At least give me some credit. Chris is testy Jeez. today. You think you should be happy, Coach. Everyone got to enjoy that <laughs> little beatdown of St. John's yesterday. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me. No, it's, uh, yeah, cause for a little bit of positivity today, for sure. Coach, uh, 
could it have gone any better? Like, I, honestly, I'm looking at the stats, and obviously I witnessed it live calling the game. Um, got so many guys in, and just great performances all the way around. How, was there yeah. anything that you took away from that where the guys, you're doing film, and you're like, um, we need to focus on this? Yeah, I think, you know, you know, watching the first quarter, I didn't, didn't love how we started offensively in just terms of our balance. And, you know, fortunately, we got going on man up, which was encouraging. But, um, you know, we just got to continue to be able to start games uh, on a hot note. And, um, you know, and, and I said it's a team. I always get frustrated. But anytime you get a lead, you tend to start to do things outside of your purview. And I felt like we could have kept it a little bit simpler on offense in the second half. And, um, you know, I think our short 60 middies, it was pretty cool. We have a score break is our film software and Parker Donald and Brayden Harrison, those rope unit guys were chiming in at seven thirty last night about how they need to be better on the ball to, to limit the shots that Ryan's seeing. So it's, it's those moments of growth that I think are exciting because I, I do think we're, we're really still figuring ourselves out as a team and, and on both sides of the ball. When we were calling the game at one point, we were talking about how unselfish the guys were on offense and looking for the one more. And Jim's Jim made the comment, I think it was in regards to Sam, that maybe they're being too unselfish. They they looked off and tried to make that extra pass. Were you was that a point of focus trying to get the one more and get the goalie side to side? Yeah, I, I wish I could say that it always happens that way, but we made one more a big deal. I mean even all, all of our shooting girls we added a one more element to it and um it doesn't always show itself on the next game, but you know, to assist 19 of your 24 goals, uh, I can tell you as a coaching staff, that was our favorite statistic. And not that you want to pass up those shots, but we just felt like we were, we missed a lot of those against Michigan. We missed a lot of those one mores because I think we were, you know, a little bit too uh, excited to get our ours. And, and I felt like we, we learned a lot from that going into yesterday. 19 of 24. That's astounding. I'm looking at the stats right now and I, you know, what jumps out at everyone is the Jacob Griner six goals. But then I, I just noticed Jackson in Trieri had six assists and Krupski, the local product, had a goal and three assists. Um, just outstanding. And, and seeing – I wrote in my newsletter this week that I would like to see the the attack kind of get in sync a little bit. And, and they were, whether it was Chase or Nikki Brown or uh, in Trieri and Griner uh, – they didn't matter who you had in there. Those guys were flowing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think um, so. So much credit to those guys and their selflessness. Obviously, you know the, the traditional thought is you want to play three attackmen, and I met with them after Duke and said, "Listen, we're we're playing five. And you know, unfortunately, Ethan Lamont has been a little bit banged up, so we held him out for the most part yesterday. But we said we're going to rotate, and it's not because of your play. It's not because you're not doing it. It's because we have four guys and. I think when we're fresh, we're better. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really proud of how they handle themselves. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to come off the bench and, you know, you want to try to press a little bit. And those guys let the, the game come to them and, and it showed up in their stat line. And you, you talk about finishing strong and no letdown. 5-1 in the fourth quarter when so many players got the payoff of getting able, being able to go and, and compete. Uh, how many guys got their first goal yesterday? I think there was a couple. Yeah, Ethan Dirk, Henry Fleckner. I mean, uh, Jack Lovelace scoring that last goal at the end there. I mean, those were, you know, those are those moments were just as meaningful as the first quarter because, you know, Henry Fleckner is often the the opposing team's best dodger all week long. And when he went in there, and I mean, he looked fantastic. He did. Um, you know, he he's a guy coming off a knee injury, and you know, just just a couple of weeks back into it, and you know, couldn't have the option to redshirt. And I went to them in the sidelines. He said, "No, coach, I'm ready." And 
um, the team went nuts because, you know, at one point this week, Connor McDonald said, coach, nobody can cover Henry on the other side. And I thought, man, this is a cool moment to, to get him going. So moments like that are, are just as much growth moments as, as what happened in the first half. And I think it might have been De Janeiro's first goal as well. I'm not 100% sure of that. But uh, having those rope unit guys, the, the short stick middies, being able to stay on a little on offense, I noticed uh, – um, Sorry, I'm uh, Tucker Garrity. Jeez, uh, yeah. whether it's Tucker Garrity or Denal and even Charlie being able to stay on and hang up an offensive midi and kind of take the defense out of sync, it seems to be a strategy that's working. Yeah, it's something we we talked a lot about. But you know, you, you look at five of our sixty middies. Uh, Tucker Garrity led his high school in points as an attackman. Charlie DeGennaro was playing O-Midi for us last year. Tucker Denal is is very much an offensive range weapon. Brayden Harrison was an attackman in high school. And then, you know, um, Dalton Hubs, he was the offensive player of the year in his conference last year. So there's there's some unique tools that those guys have, and we're trying to add a little bit more to our arsenal in terms of what they could do on that side of the ball versus just, you know, just the subbing. So switching to this coming week up in Charlotte, did you watch High Point at Syracuse on the TV broadcast, or you wait for a game cut? Yeah, I'll watch the, 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 the raw footage. Um, yeah, it's hard, it's hard on TV to... Yeah, you know, get a temperature of what really they are, and wanted to review us first. But um, obviously, you know, they they clearly put up a fight, and that's what High Point does. They fight, and they don't care who they play. And you know, they have a midweek against Georgetown, so we'll be able to to see them again this Tuesday. You know, uh, you know, suit up with them again at the Crown Classic, and uh, you know, everybody that knows Jacksonville knows that this is a, a meaningful one. And you know, Mark McGuire was talking to me about the High Point beat before we even got off the field. Yeah, Coach, I think uh, this is Jim Applegate. I, I think that uh, that high point Jacksonville rivalry just over the years has uh, really been a, a really good one and it's a fun game to watch. And, um, you know, just when you – what's your thoughts about, you know, just going against uh, Coach Torpy and what he uh, he brings on the high point sideline? Yeah, I think first and foremost, I, I love Coach Torpy. He's been one of the good ones. And, you know, I get to work a lot of camps with him and get to know him and, you know, what you learn is exactly what you see on his, in his team. They have his competitive edge, uh, both on the sidelines, uh, their emotional, their, their, you know, the auditory skills that they have, um, you know, with our guys. And it's just, uh, it's, it's a tell to really different places that play the game really hard. And, and I think that's what always kind of comes out of this, this rivalry. And you've seen it up, up close and personal. There's just a different level of betrayal when it, when this game comes around. So I think coach Torpy is, is a big reason why, and, and it's so much respect for what they've done and a lot of what we're trying to do as well. So, um, you know, the last two games have been decided by, I think, one goal and, and two goals, and, uh, you know, I would, I would anticipate something similar to this. When you look at their roster, it feels like uh, Braden Maia's been there forever. <laughs> He's got 21 goals and 10 assists already. His shooting percentage is always, uh, you know, in the top couple in the country. And it's a, it's a little different look. For them, I, you know, I know Nick Rizzo, having watched him through high school, and uh, Van Overbeek and these guys. How would you rate them in terms of? Do you think they are a top twenty team? You know, it's, it, it is hard. I mean, there's so many good teams right now, and I think it's still early on in the season, and you know, you're, you're still kind of getting a sample size for everybody across the country. But what I know is they're our next opponent, and they're really, really talented on the offensive end. And you know, Van Overbeek and my have now had a couple of years together where, you know, I think when Nolting was there, there it was so ball dominant 
And now with those two and, and, and Maya carrying a little bit more, that adds another element to what they try to do. And um, they always have some really organized schematic looks from the midfield. I think Coach Brochart does a nice job of scheming them open. And, you know, it's going to take a lot of preparation. This game always does. And you got to be careful relying too much on the emotion because uh, ultimately these one and two goal games are one with execution. So uh, while we'll, you know, we'll certainly talk about the rivalry and that is meaningful to our locker room, we have to be careful not getting too caught up in it because uh, schematically you have to be prepared or 55 will make you pay and 13 will make you pay. And, and we know that we've seen it and uh, we'll have our, our guys' attention going into this week. You know, the crown classic's been fun. Uh, we've been able to get up, I've been able to get up there, you know, a few times now. And what, what does it mean to play a neutral site game like that? Is the other matchup, I think Hopkins Syracuse, um, it should be a great event. Yeah. It is. It always is. And there's division two games, division three games, there's women's games. Chris Schiller has been a friend of mine since when I was, you know, at, with the Rochester Rattlers and, you know, he does such an amazing job trying to grow the game in Charlotte. Uh, he donates a lot of the proceeds to the Charlotte Fire Department, Fire and Rescue. I mean, he is kind of, one, you know, he's one of the good ones in our sport. So uh, anytime he asks us to come, we jump at the opportunity. And, and, and let, as you mentioned, a neutral site game, uh, situations like this where you get to play in a venue with a lot of different teams and people, it prepares you for those moments that you're you're hoping to be a part of at the end of the season, whether that's, you know, the, obviously the ASM tournament or, or the NCAA tournament, um, these types of venues kind of give you a sense of that. Um, so we're, we're really looking forward to it. And, you know, obviously Syracuse Hopkins will, will draw a lot of attention, but uh, I think the folks that come out and watch Jacksonville High Point will be just as heated and contested of a rivalry as, as the one after. So I asked uh, Milo and Applegate this question. I'm going to ask you, what did you, what surprised you this weekend in, in the world of lacrosse? <laughs> Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, you know, going through the scores of the past two weeks, I have been, you know, pretty shocked. I will say, obviously, the Ivy League, you know, jumping out hot now. I mean, of course, the Duke game, you know, watching Duke play live, I didn't think anybody would beat them, um, you know, in, in any given day, right? You see some some craziness happen. I think that's been pretty uh, pretty special. I, I think that there's a lot of these one-goal content. There's a lot of 0-13s, like the Browns and the – you know, the Albanies of the world that you know are going to eventually get over that hump. And you, you have to, it's, it's been a good, you know, reminder for me that teams are still figuring it out. You know, Colgate beating Loyola, it's, it's just so, so uh, unorganized, you know, throughout, the, throughout the, the landscape. And we have to make sure that we're not getting caught up in losses or wins. And that's, I think, the, the greatest takeaway from our staff has been, man, we are just like, just figuring it out. We're just figuring out our lineup. And, you know, and, and you can't judge other teams as well because think about where we are. So it's been sure. cool to, to have good perspective on all that. I got it. I just thought of another one. Lemoyne hanging with Den- Denver for a half. That was a little surprising uh, to me as well. Just goes to show some of these teams may not be as deep as the big boys, uh, but you put the first 15 guys out there and uh, there's going to be some competition. Yeah, well said. Yeah, someone texted me. It was 5 5, I guess. And then I know Denver opened it up a little bit, but. You know, everybody has players. Somebody, somebody said that to me that day. Nobody's bad, you know, and you have to enjoy everyone. Nobody's bad anymore. And, um, you know, we're, uh, we're certainly enjoying yesterday, but, you know, we're, we're, you know the, the staff has already flipped the page to high point, and I think some of the players have as well. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, the three, the three of us had kind of have this ongoing thing about St. John's and, and, and the families up there. I did get to meet Mr. Turry, the dad, yesterday, and uh, 
I know that you have a relationship with those coaches. So I kind of softened on St. John's a little, but I, <laughs> I, I will tell you that it was, uh, took a lot of pleasure in watching the boys perform. No, I appreciate that. It was a big one for us, and uh, I appreciate your support and calling the game. And cool to see the uh, the armadillos on the other side of the, the turf as well. So it was a cool day for Jacksonville, and I uh, look forward to being able to do it again here soon. John, you obviously did not watch the game because you would have not been that thrilled about it. <laughs> Milo and Carnicelli did not show well. So, <laughs> Hey, there's no tape. That's all that matters. You yeah. can tell your own story. All right, Coach. Well, thank you. Have a good trip up to Charlotte, and we'll catch up soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. You too. That was Coach John Galloway of the JU Dolphins following their 24 to 7 drubbing, beatdown, curb stomp of the St. John's. What's their nickname, Jim? Red Storm. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. Uh, we're going to talk high school across when we come back, give you a little bit of a national rundown on some of the games today, some of the players from the 904 area who are performing. Thanks to Bardown Lacrosse, Derek Prince Realtor, Cantina Louie, Jack's Blue Claws Lacrosse Club, the M Shack, Jim Applegate, Chris Milo. You're listening to This Week in Lax 904 on 1010XL. Everyone agrees that playing quarterback is the hardest thing to do in sports, yet it's the one thing that everyone says they could do. Denny Thompson is the quarterback whisperer. Friday mornings on the drill. Brought to you by Tyson Sound and Security and George Moore Chevrolet. Founded in 2014, Cantina Louie was built on the principle of serving products of the highest quality with an ambiance that is perfect fit for any occasion. Our wide selection of creative offerings is sure to appease everyone's appetite, from a la carte tacos to specialty cocktails to authentic Mexican street food and more. Cantina Louie is guaranteed to satisfy your Mexican cravings. Locations throughout North Florida. Get ready for the Players' Championship, March 12th through 17th at TPC Sawgrass. Don't miss your chance to watch the PGA Tour's best compete to etch their name in history while enjoying a vibrant social scene. From local bites to the latest merchandise available in the PGA Tour fan shop, the Players offers the ultimate experience for everyone to enjoy. Secure your spot today. Tickets are on sale now at theplayers.com. Get Gators play-by-play on 1010XL. Brought to you by Farah & Farah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Renewal by Anderson, the official window and door replacement partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prosser here for lifetime enclosures and lifetime flooring. With the weather starting to turn for the better, look ahead. Get that backyard ready for spring with a new screened-in enclosure. Maximize the space you have and make it great with lifetime enclosures and lifetime flooring. They truly are best in the business. If you have the space and the idea, give them a call today. Lifetime enclosures and lifetime flooring. Showroom just off Phillips Highway. Tell them Prosser sent you. Proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguar. Lax 904 is thrilled to welcome Bar Down Lacrosse as the title sponsor of all of our broadcasts. We are players, parents, and fans of the game, inspired by the friends we've met along the way. You've got the moves, we've got the goods. Bardon Lacrosse is family-owned and operated in Jacksonville, Florida. Our goal is to deliver quality products, develop relationships with our customers, and treat every sale with integrity. Locations also in Bonita Springs and Pensacola. Visit bardownlacrosse.com. 
She's very comfortable talking sports and hanging out with the boys. Mia O'Brien here, still providing the best multimedia sports coverage in Northeast Florida on 1010XL radio, video, and social channels. All things Mia are driven by Arlington Toyota. Fusing together the feel of an old-fashioned burger joint with the exceptional quality found in other Madura Brothers culinary concepts, M-Shack has been offering Jacksonville families elevated, fast casual dining options at an affordable price for over 10 years. Today, M-Shack locations in the St. John's Town Center and the Nocatee Town Center offer guests a menu that includes all-natural, hormone-free beef burgers, all-beef hot dogs, signature cocktails, and mouth-watering milkshakes. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Thrilling like a long pole goal. It's this week in North Florida lacrosse on 1010XL. Welcome back to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. Or is it Lax 904? We're, we're, uh, cha- we want to keep people on their toes. Uh, see if everybody's paying attention. I've got you on the tip, tip of your toes every time I uh, started off. What, what's that knucklehead going to say this time? Can he settle on a name? Well, he's confused what show he's on right now. Yeah, yeah there's so many lacrosse shows. It's a different. You, you go with a different personality depending on the title yep, of the show. Absolutely. Boy, that was a fun game yesterday, and I want to thank Coach Galloway for, for joining us. Uh, Jim, you know, calling the game, it, you did a great job, by the way. Really appreciate that. And it's hard. I wanted to go back and watch it at some point, and it wasn't up on ESPN Plus because when you're when I'm calling the game, I'm so focused on the numbers and trying to see who's passing and catching. I, I can't watch off ball. Uh, but what were you – you know, we talked about the one more passes, and – it was obvious we talked about it during the broadcast, but that was a point of emphasis, and the boys obviously heard. Yeah, and the boys actually executed. We, we, there was one point where we, uh, we saw you know, a lot of defensemen from St. John's ball watching, and uh, you know, Jacksonville did a very good job of dragging you know, their on-ball defender into a spot to where they can create a passing lane and hit those guys inside. And, um, and the fact that they were catching everything that was coming their way and burying the shots, I mean, it was really um, – like Coach said, you know, it really was about the execution execution, and focusing on the execution. And, and the boys, you know, they nailed it. So, Christopher, down at field level watching the game as as a fan, what what were some of your takeaways? Uh, just watching the game so close on the sideline, uh, just the way the ball was moving around. And, again, it, it looked like there was a lot of passing lanes open for Jacksonville, and that's why they were able to hit those those one mores. Uh, again, we I saw Jacob Griner a couple of times just – catch and, and shoot and get to his spot. And it was good to see him getting back to what we've seen him do the last couple of years. Um, I know he struggled a little bit this year to get to that that point, but he's shooting ver- uh, very well right now. And again, I just think uh, Della Rocco is, is, playing, is really, playing really well right now in goal. How fun is it over there on the sidelines? I'm we're trapped up in the booth, and you're you're there in Party Central on Rock Beach. It's nice to see all the alumni there too. All the all the boys that are you know, getting 30, 35 years old, a bunch of kids, but just still hanging out on the sidelines watching watching the growth of the program. The first couple games, you know, we were wondering, I was wondering where Jackson Intrary was. Uh, you have a new offensive coordinator. You've got a bunch of new players. And we had talked about on the show, it, it takes time. And throughout the years, 
Intrary and Griner have had this just a connection, and it took a little while. And as Coach mentioned, four and five attackmen rotating through. It was four this week because of uh, Lamond, um, you know, being limited. But it was so nice seeing Jackson out there. He does these little no looks. He's sneaky around the cage, and you know, six assists. That's those are Jim Applegate numbers or uh, Vinny DeLeo type numbers. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, we kind of pointed that out early on, you know, in the broadcast where they were rotating attackmen, but they did not miss a beat. I mean, the chemistry between whoever was standing on the field at that given moment, they played well together as a unit. And um, and, and Chase really- has kind of flipped the switch here. He looks like a, a different player. It's a little more confident. He's always had fun playing, and you could see him out there dancing and having a good time. But uh, he looks a lot more lacrosse mature. Yeah, he he did. He really made a, a couple of really good decisions yesterday. And um, again, I think that kind of goes into these guys. The the chemistry is just starting to work now, and it's uh, you know, it's fun. Right. Just kind of going back to Jacksonville's schedule: the Binghamton, Marist, Duke, Michigan. Do you, do you think that this was a really important, even though St. John's is not that great? Do you think it was an important kind of confidence booster for Jacksonville, kind of get them going into the high point and then into their A Sun conference games? Well, I think the Michigan game was. I think. They learned a lot from Michigan. They had a ranked opponent come in. They both were coming off uh, midweek games against quality teams, or excuse me, prior games against quality teams. Michigan had played Marquette. Jacksonville got humbled by Duke. But being able to bounce back and perform against a really good team, I think this that established the confidence. And then St. John's was perfect timing to make sure, okay, it's not a fluke. When we play together and listen to what the coaches are, are trying to instill in us, uh, they got paid off. And, you know, in terms of timing, they got their work cutting out, cut out for them at high point. But I really feel like going into the A-Sun, they're going to be in a really good position. Yeah, and I agree with that too, right? That Michigan game, that first, that first half um, was the best quality half that we've seen them play this year. Obviously, they didn't feel it you know, finish it up with the second half, but to be able to take that momentum and bring it into yesterday's game. And so that's, you know, as, as a coach, you know, Coach Gallery, that, that's what he wants, right? He wants to get that momentum going so that when you get into the ASUN conference play that you're, you're ready to go. So, Chris, switching over to high school lacrosse, you are a resident high school lacrosse expert. Uh, your JV team looks pretty good. What's that lefty's number? 14, is it? Uh, 15, Gavin 15. Mesquite. I like that. That guy's uh, got a pretty good shot. He's very impressive Team player. looks good. Your goalie's good, too. Yes. So what were some of the uh, the games and scores that jump out at you from last week? So a couple of games from last week. Uh, Creekside beat Fleming Island 10-4. to Bulls beat Nice 17-4. Uh, Fletcher beat St. Augustine 8-4. to Okay, time out for a second. Yep. What surprises you more, Jim, the – the Bulls Nice score or the Fletcher St. Augustine score? Uh, it's got to be Fletcher St. Aug. I, yeah. you know, I was really surprised to see that that score. We had Coach King on last last or sorry, Coach Bird on last week, and you know they were on this winning streak, and then you see Pedro Menendez and St. Augustine, and part of me thought, okay, you know, it was a good run. Uh, but for them to win those back-to-back games, that was really impressive. That yeah. Something's working out there at, uh, at the beaches. Fletcher, Fletcher's doing a really good job this year, so we'll see what happens for the rest of the year for them. Uh, big we, one, uh, Lambert, overtime win, 9-8 uh, to eight over Pontevedra. Okay. I don't know if do you want to ask Jim about that game. Uh, Jim, uh, what's that goalie's name for PV? I hear he's decent. Uh, Jack P? 
How do you, how do you, what's the French pronunciation of <laughs> the last name? Pelote. Jack Pelote. Jack <laughs> Pelote. Just how good is he? Yeah. So we've seen some really good Pontevedra goalies uh, since the inception of the program. We've, you and I and Chris have seen them all. How's he right? Um, he's definitely, uh, you know, right now, the way he's playing, I would say he's probably the best. Okay, um, that's that, with uh, Schupler and an Applegate I, and Connor Peaks. And so you got a Delaware goalie, an Army goalie. Yeah. Uh, right now you've got one that may be starting at Air Force today. Yeah, but you took, you know, what, came, what, I, what I took away from that is that, that Lambert team was strong and they were good. And I, I think the scoreboard had 21 saves. He had more than that. Wow. And, um, yeah, I think that probably was the, the best performance that I think I've seen in a, in a game out of a, you know, out of, out of a goalie. Um, in, in a long, long time. And that's kind of, to me, that kind of elevated him to probably the, at the top of the list. Wow. Okay. And I think um, there's a lot of other people who would agree with you. I've heard that from some people in the know um, as well. So uh, Oak Hall beat Creekside 8-3. to And then Richmond Hill, uh, actually Episcopal School Jacksonville beat uh, Richmond Hill 10-6. to Ooh, nice win, Coach yeah, that Carter. Was, that was a good win for him. So going back, uh, so Nice beat... Oak Hall, Oak Hall feet Creekside. It's uh, you know, a little topsy-turvy. You never know what you're getting from week to week. You don't know who's hurt, who's sick, who's uh, in trouble um, in high school. You don't know uh, without seeing the games. But there's a lot of parity after Bulls, maybe PV, and then everybody else, right? It, it really is. It, uh, you know, it, it's uh, We've kind of been saying this for several years now, but uh, there's, there's two – Top level teams that are constantly trying to battle for the state championship, and the other teams are just in the the mindset of they might have a good year or two, um, but just uh, just to keep it consistently, like PV has done over the years and Bulls have done over the years, they just have not been able to maintain that um, that level of execution and that, and that status. So, Chris, anything else jump out at you from last week? Oh, no, no, nothing really much from last week. That was pretty much it. But uh, this upcoming week. We have Bartram Trail at Creekside. Okay, the rivalry game. On uh, March 5th, which you were going to try and broadcast, but I don't know if it was going to work out. Gator baseball. Gator baseball. More important. Baseball. Bulls, <laughs> Bulls is traveling up to Wando. Okay, um, and Jim, that's a, that's a good team. Yes. That is a good team. And um, over the years, Ponte Vedra has traveled up to Wando. Um, those kids battle, and, and they're good. They're well coached. And so I think Coach West was actually looking forward to bringing his team up there and and getting that challenge out of them. Boy, they are rolling right now. They are. Their their Bulls offense is, is on a roll. Their offense is just lighting it up. And every time you look at it, they're one of the scorers. It's 20, 19, 21. Um, yeah, they can score at will, it seems. And then the other big game on March 8th, Nice is playing at Oxbridge Academy. Okay. So that'll be a good test for, for uh, Coach Gorowski. So I submitted a bunch of games to the radio station, uh, trying to get some more. And between my work, work schedule, my work travel. Um, you guys know this, but the vast audience may not realize this isn't my day job. Uh, it's It's been a little difficult to, to schedule as many games as I would like, but with that being said, I've got two games scheduled. I've got Nice at Fletcher. What do you think of that game? I think it's got a ton of potential, especially the, uh, as good as Fletcher's playing this year. Uh, nice is playing okay, so I, I, I think it's probably going to be a pretty good matchup. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see that. We haven't seen Fletcher play this year, but uh, with their scores and their wins that they're getting, I, I imagine it's going to be a fun game. Jupiter at Pontevedra. What, what's the first thing that comes to mind when I mention that matchup? Um, 
a, a struggle, but for some reason, the home team usually wins this one. You've that, seen that, that game a few times. Yeah, Jupiter's one of the tops. They, they are, but for some reason, that bus that bus trip, it just uh, gives the home team an advantage, and so I would expect the same thing. But it's a uh, two you know teams that are fighting for the fi- a spot in the final four, and you get to see that in their backyard. I, yeah, like I said, there was a couple of games that I wanted to get on involving some other schools that we haven't broadcast yet and don't have on the schedule. And just trying to work it out. Uh, we'll get uh, we'll get our full tilt of games, or maybe some weeks where we do two in a week uh, as things settle down. But I'm looking forward to those two games as well. Um, so let's let's just stick with uh, we'll come back to Flagler, but let's talk about some of the locals around the country who are doing some big things. And I want to start off with Nolan Parlett at Air Force. He had that huge game. Was it last Sunday after the show? I can't remember. It was after the yeah. show. Yeah, so. And currently, Nolan Parlett is 80% save percentage on the season. So he came in um, as a substitute, and I think it was late third quarter. The other goalie wasn't playing horribly. Uh, and it was Stony Brook, a very good team, where incidentally his brother's going to play ne- next year. And they put Nolan in, and he made six out of seven saves, huge saves. Played outstanding in the clearing game, just the energy that Nolan brings. Uh, the announcers from Air Force gave him the player of the game, even though he played just, a, I think, a quarter and a half. And so I, last week's show I said, when will the Nolan Parlett era begin? So we all have our eyes on that game coming up at noon today against St. Joe's to see if uh, one of our favorites gets to start, Nolan Parlett. And also in that game, uh, Mana Wilhelm had two goals on two shots. So two local guys dominating uh, a game. So we've got a few minutes left. Chris, who are some of the other uh, local guys? Uh, Eric Dobson had one goal, one assist versus uh, Georgetown. We talked about Will Krupski having one goal, three assists against St. John's. Uh, Brendan Nates had two goals against St. John's. I, I watched that game, and uh, they were some impressive goals. Just He's a battering ram on his dodges. I, I just want to let everybody know first that uh, Eric and I are not related. He spells his last name the wrong way. It's uh, You spell it with a P, not, not a with B. a B. Okay, <laughs> well, you're welcome. I know we've been the text line's been blowing up, so no, we are not related. But go, well, Eric. You both have that strong overhand lefty uh, rip from distance, so that's why people get get it confused. Yeah, if you guys really want to highlight real, just watch that time when I went out to Ponte Vedra and hung out with those guys and the training that I received that day. I was ready to go. We're going to so. bring a, a cage and some gear here, and we're going to put you in goal next week. Bring it on. There we go. Uh, Freddie, Freddie DeMarzo out at Utah had two assists versus Vermont. Uh, Maui Wilhelm at LeMoyne had three ground balls versus Denver. Uh, John Motts uh, we talked about this the other day. Bartram is playing up at Malone. Big lefty, number 99. I'm sure you remember him from Bartram. Oh, yeah. He had two goals and an assist against uh, Davenport. Guy Bistro, two goals, two assists versus Montevallo. Uh, Gavin Coors had five saves versus uh, District of Columbia. He's 52% on the season. And then our boy Jack Dowd had two goals, two assists versus Lynchburg. Nice. And in the Armadillo graveside game, um, remember that play where I split my two defenders on the double team and came around X and it was short time and I jammed that pass through three sticks and right under your stick and you did a really nice job handling that and uh, 
I don't know if it went wide or the goalie made a save. But it went, it went that, wide of the that goal. Was a, that was good, too, right? I did have a goal in the game. I mean, I, can you oh, at least tell, go. please? Here we go. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive I had a goal in the game. So we're going to come back for one more segment. We would like your calls and tax at 904-641-1010. You are listening to This Week in Lax 904 on 1010XL. Get your news and notes from the swamp. Alligators on because they got all empty. I'm Taylor Dahl, and I'll bring you the Gator Report to keep you connected to Gainesville. Wow! Brought to you by Darley's Plumbing, where quality counts on 1010XL. M-Check Burgers, Shakes, and More is the newest sponsor of our LAX 904 broadcast. Fusing together the feel of an old-fashioned burger joint with the exceptional quality found in other Madura Brothers culinary concepts, M-Check has been offering Jacksonville families elevated, fast-casual dining options at an affordable price for over 10 years. Today, M-Check locations in the St. John's Town Center and the Nocatee Town Center offer guests a menu that includes all-natural, hormone-free beef burgers, all-beef hot dogs, and mouth-watering milkshakes. Friends and families of La Crosse in North Florida will love the gourmet shakes like the glorious Oreo cheesecake, mouth-watering cookies and cream, mind-blowing pecan pie shakes, and more. In addition to the amazing M-Shack burger, be sure to try a Sunrise Burger, Veggie Burger, or the amazing gluten-free CrossFit Burger. Lacrosse fans, visit mshackburgers.com to see the entire menu or visit an M-Shack in person today. He's not Pistol Pete, he's Pete Prisco. Been on the wanted list almost 20 years. CBS Sports senior NFL writer Pete Prisco joins the Frangie Show Friday afternoons on 1010XL. Brought to you by Showtime Sports Cards and Collectibles. Buying or selling a home? Call Derek Prince with REMAX Specialists. With the limited number of homes on the current Northeast Florida market, you need an agent with the right connections, technology, and strategies to achieve your home buying or selling vision. Whether you're feeling overwhelmed and want someone to take the wheel, or you just need a second opinion, you can count on Realtor Derek Prince with REMAX Specialists. Visit Derek's website at DerekPrinceSells904.com. That's D-E-R-E-K-P-R-I-N-C-E-S-E-L-L-S-904.com or give them a call at 904-563-5050. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at wingstop.com. With more than two decades of experience in the Florida lacrosse landscape, Blue Claws offers a local club lacrosse experience anchored in the learning fundamentals of the sport from the best coaches locally and beyond. We focus on skills, drills, technique, and hard work. We attend tournaments in Florida in both the fall and summer. We are currently accepting registrations for all seasons. Visit jacksblueclawslax.com. Make a crucial catch against colon cancer. Hicken here for the Borland Groover Foundation. If you're 45 or older, the ball is in the red zone to get screened. The key to surviving colon cancer, early detection and prevention. 45 is the new 50. Get screened for colon cancer now. The Borland Groover Foundation is a nonprofit organization devoted to building a healthy and equitable community that is free from colon cancer. Visit Borland Groover Foundation. Dot com for more. 
Founded in 2014, Cantina Louie was built on the principle of serving products of the highest quality with an ambiance that is perfect fit for any occasion. Our wide selection of creative offerings is sure to appease everyone's appetite, from a la carte tacos to specialty cocktails to authentic Mexican street food and more. Cantina Louie is guaranteed to satisfy your Mexican cravings. Locations throughout North Florida. 1010XL is presented by Farrah & Farrah, exclusive injury law firm of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Protecting you and your family. Call 396-5555. Jacksonville. Keep your head on a swivel. It's this week in North Florida lacrosse with Ray Carnicelli on 1010XL. Welcome back to This Week in North Florida Lacrosse. I am Ray Carnicelli, joined by Jim Applegate. Christopher Milo, Casey's holding down the fort back there, spinning the tunes. What was that, Casey? What did we just listen to? Did you just Pan- was that random? Pantera. Pantera. Chris yeah. probably would have got that. <laughs> He's got the Pantera tattoo, I think. <laughs> so back to uh, Flagler College yesterday. Um, I don't even know where to start. There's just so many guys, and I guess that's the thing, but uh, McDonald, uh, he is – so dynamic. He threads these passes in. He's a he's a great scorer too, but I don't. He's got this vision about him. And Coach Duncan spoke about his lacrosse IQ, and part of that is knowing your teammates and knowing which way they're going and leading them into space. Uh, he just had some highlight real go- uh, assists yesterday. And the thing about everybody else on the roster is they know that Trace is going to find them, so their stick is always ready even though he's not looking at them. If they know that they're open or, or, or their stick is open, kind of on the backside pipe, they know that there's a potential that they're going to get a pretty easy goal. I mean, he had one goal and four assists um, for this game against Rollins. And uh, in goal, Nate Lair had a nice game. Do you have his stats up on the goal goalie saves? Nate Lair was 14 goals against, 12 saves. Okay, uh, and that was a high-powered team. Everyone knows Mikey Berkman down there. Uh, Syracuse transfer has been tearing it up at Division Two, uh, but another local player, um, Ethan. Uh, Ethan Lyles. Ethan Lyles. Sorry, I called three games yesterday. I've got all these names and numbers spinning around in my head. He played amazing. The St. Augustine product. Um, just a big time game against a big time player. Yeah, not not so just one ground ball in the stat sheet, but uh, for a defender that you know it's not really going to show up in the stat sheet that you stop someone on a one on one or you made the right slide at the right time. It's almost or, like the Deion Sanders rule, like nobody throws that way because yeah. he's there, mm-hmm. and um, the stats don't always show it. And and then um, both once again both of the Moors had had a goal in the game as well. The two Winter Park products. Uh, Gordon Ogden, the JU transfer, had a nice game as well. A couple of big plays. Just an overall great team performance. They got dominated in the first half at the faceoffs, and that put them in a hole. But the second half, um, they changed some things up. Matrega did a nice job in the second half, and that kind of balanced the game out. The one the one area where I think Flagler, Coach Dung would probably agree, is their shot selection in the second half and late in the game. Listen, if you're a short stick defensive midi and you're running a break uh, and you have the opportunity to pass it to an attackman, go ahead and do that. Don't don't take a 14-yard shot running right at the goalie on a, on a first-team All-American. There were a couple of those, so you want to make that one more pass. Yeah, and I think that's just maybe a little bit of 
lack of experience or maybe just getting caught caught up in the game, you know, big time games, stuff like that. So it's kind of like you want to make kind of want to make the hero play, but make the easy play. Okay, are you able to pull up today's Division One games? Um, I have yep, computer I got issues it, I got here. It right here. So quickly, we only have a minute or two. What, what's the rundown? Some great games, unfortunately, all at the same time. Yeah, everything's at noon for some reason. St. Joseph's against Air Force, Lafayette against Army, Duke against Princeton, Notre Dame, Maryland, and then North Carolina, Penn. What a, it's a shame they're all on. Obviously, Notre Dame, Maryland is the uh, premier game, the Big Ten versus ACC matchup. But, I mean, North Carolina and Penn, I think, is a big game. And then Duke and Princeton, we'll see uh, what happens there with Ivy League against ACC. So, called three games, six rosters spinning around in my head. Uh, the, J- the JU women's team, boy, when that ga- when the women's game is played at a high level, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. I know you get hung up on the shooting space, shooting lane violation and dangerous shot, but it's just like basketball with a block and a charge. You have to establish your position, and once you understand that that establishing the position, you can't jump in front of a shot, you understand how, how hard it is and how talented they are. So there's my women's lacrosse update for the for the day. Did you guys have fun today? Yeah, a lot of fun today, Ray. Um, you looking forward which game of Maryland? No, you know what? I'm, I'm going to turn on the air for a I game. I am too. And, yeah, got to see if uh, Parlay can do out there. Christopher? I'm going Notre Dame, Maryland. I, that's going to be an exciting one. Well, if we're going to jump ahead. If Parlett is in goal against Jacksonville, who are you rooting for? Jacksonville. Sorry. Jacksonville, yeah. I want a one-goal Jacksonville win with Parlett saving uh, 52% of the shots. Well, it was a great show today. We want to thank Coach Galloway. We want to thank Bar Down Lacrosse, Derek Prince Realtor, Cantina Louie, Jack's Blue Claws in the M Shack for Jim Applegate, for Casey Dobson, and for Chris Milo. I am Ray Carnicelli. Have a great day. You've been listening to the fastest game on two feet. This week in North Florida Lacrosse on 1010XL 92.5 FM.